This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From the creators of Wagertainment. We bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you bets. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every Every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Yes, indeed, it is You Better You Bet. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, great to be here with you on the BetQL Network. Every game here, Game 7, no hot take BS on this show. We bring you the B, the bets. We bring you the S, the sports. At some point, I am just going to go rogue and do the We bring you the B, the bull, and the S. The bleep. <laughs> and then it's going to get fired. It'll be awesome. We're coming to you live today from the usual spots. The Odyssey app. The BetQL app. Simulcast by our friends at Stadium from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. YouTube at YouTube.com backslash Odyssey Sports. Twitch. Twitch.tv backslash BetQL. And we are on radio stations nationwide, including Satellite Radio. Shout out to the people listening. Sirius Channel 160 and XM 205. As Ken and I are here, we're bringing you the wagertainment. Talking all things Sports betting. Proudly presented today and always by the king of sports books, the great people over at BetMGM. We are in the midst of the seven days of parlays promotion. We'll tell you about it as we move along. BetMGM.com and the BetMGM app. And we bring you all of these great things. And the guests I'm going to tell you about in a second on AT3. A tremendous football Thursday. Three words that start with T. December 21st in the year of our Lord 2023. Christmas now. Uh, four days away. And it's going to be really great. We hope. Uh, our show is on Twitter at You Better You Bet. I'm on Twitter and the gram at the Costos and Ken Barkley, your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper on X. And just wait until we talk about this MVP straw poll in the NBA. Ken's going to be oh, pantsless, I think, also on yeah, X. Right. Uh, <laughs> at Ken is new Lockerson. at Lockie Lockerson. Yeah, Ken, Ken also, like, listen to the show on the radio if you'd like. <laughs> if we're going to yes, be nude. We're going to be nude. Uh, on this tremendous football Thursday, we will bring you four phenomenal guests and it's our like thursday four horsemen like the guests that, that join us every thursday adam chernoff simple handicap podcast and right angle sports connor allen four for four and bet spurts joey kanish baby pro sports better from our friends at the hammer and evan silva from establish the run all joining us to talk national football league bets this weekend week 16 and of course we'll get into some college football bowls with the great joseph kanish what do you think Kanish's, I know his real name isn't Joey Kanish, which is like, whatever. If, if so let's say Joseph Kanish were his name, what would the middle mm. initial be? Just the initial, not even the middle name. Like Joseph what Kanish? W? You're like R. A? Joseph A. Kanish? Yeah. Joseph A. E? Kanish? Because he's like, because he's A. Kanish. <laughs> Joseph E. Kanish? Joseph A. Kanish. I got to look up because that's... uh. Obviously, his name is a character from the movie Rounders, which I, I think most people that have seen, everybody that sees the movie understands that. But I think people that haven't seen the movie will sometimes see him and be like, oh, Kanish. Be like, you, 
did you see rounders like do you know like do you do you know what that's from and i i wonder if he has an initial like we like found the script of the movie i don't think his middle name's ever mentioned on the in the movie i wonder what it probably i mean the movie is actually like kind of corny in some ways now too when you watch it like 50 times probably like joey d gen kanish or something her like grinder is actually probably what do, his middle name is do, do i need G to see it i've never seen it it's re it's really good i mean it's like so i should I mean, watch it you like you like damon movies probably right like in general gotta, like you like matt damon you, you, are you a matt damon guy not i mean i like uh what's it? i like goodwill hunting i did not like oh, the, i don't like the Bourne. i don't like the Bourne movies okay what about uh talented mr ripley never haven't seen it what about uh martian haven't seen it what about the oceans movies uh but that's not really like matt damon movie he's like like the like the third or fourth he's the third the movie. he's the third guy yeah yeah he's good i, mean, I like him in those movies yeah i mean i like i i think he's i think he's pretty good didn't he do one where he was like a samurai or something the hell was that one well was, was, was that tom cruise last samurai no but i think matt damon did one i think he did a weird one too tom cruise was in the I last samurai that's definitely a movie i think he did one too uh anyway he's like he's really good. Like I, Edward Norton's just like awesome. I like Edward Norton and basically everything. He's pretty uh, fantastic. So, so like they're great. Turturro plays Joey Kanish. He's great in everything that he does. Um, yeah, the Great Wall. Mike's writing. I think that's the name of. I like this. He might have got like fifty million dollars for this. I don't know if fifty people saw it. I mean, it was really that was really something. <laughs> the great, great, uh, great name <laughs> for the movie. So it's like a movie about Asia. What should we call it? The Great Wall. Or like the 2024 presidential election, right? <laughs> it's like, I don't know. But uh, the, the, so like the, the movie's got a lot of, it's got a lot of good stuff in it. But uh, what's uh, Famke Jansen was, is like a, like sort of has like a, oh, a small role she's in it. uh, what's she from? Yeah, she was in Goldeneye. She was like the, she was the oh, love interest yeah. in Goldeneye. Yeah. Like the beautiful Goldeneye. Russian girl. Yes. Goldeneye. <laughs> but uh, she but she was in like, um, What's the movie that she was in? She was like the, that alien movie where she's like the hot alien girl that comes and like kills everybody. Oh yeah, no. Well, she are we thinking of the same movie? I was thinking of Species when you said that, which she's not. Yes, a hundred percent. She's in that movie, right? Isn't she like the female she's lead not, in that she's movie? She's not the alien in that. I'm like almost positive. She, I don't know the name of the actress who plays the alien. I'm pretty sure she's not in Species. What? What? But what's she in? <laughs> Like she was she in like La Femme Nikita or like something like that or I'm thinking no, of someone else I don't you're know. Thinking of, of a lot of things that have blonde actresses in them. I don't know if she's a blonde in like anything that she's she not does. blonde. No, it's just, I, I'm well, thinking she's of not, somebody but else. I, but I mean, like that could be changed for a movie, obviously. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know on that one. She's then, not ugly the, though. The thing, so that, yeah, that much well, we and know. The, right. So the, oh, and uh, and I I can't believe I went this far. Uh, Malkovich is is the villain. And he's Ooh, okay. insane in everything that he does. Yes, so yes, really he, I can't yes, believe he I waited this. Like he, everyone would bring him up first before they brought up, before they brought up Edward Norton. They bring up Malkovich, so he's really good too. The thing when you watch it, the thing that will drive you nuts if you end up liking the movie and rewatching it, Gretchen Maul plays Matt Damon's girlfriend, and she's a zero out of ten. She's brutal. Gretchen she's like absolutely Maul, the worst. Yeah, M O L. She's in a bunch. I don't even know who that is. And uh, and she's uh, it's kind of like. Like you like you oh, like the Dark Knight, okay. you like the Batman movies, right? Like you like the yeah. but like when when Maggie Gyllenhaal filled in for Katie Holmes in Dark Knight, there's I'm in the theater and every time she delivers a line, I'm just like you cringe. Like she's brutal. Yeah, she's bad. Yeah, she's she's awful. really bad. Okay, that's yeah. but everybody still likes the Dark Knight, right? So on TV, you still yep. watch it. You still like okay, that's this with Gretchen Maul. You're kind of like, well, I know you're terrible, but like the movie's still pretty good. Like, the movie's you know a good movie.
I wonder if like is Dark Knight the most like rewatchable movie of like this century? But it's on it's TV. Really like I will always watch it. Thing. It is long. Like, when it's on it's TV, so it's good. like four hours. Yeah, I mean it's just it's really the it's got it's like there's lots obviously like all the Joker scenes are great. The the op everything about the opening is just like they knocked it out of the park. Like it's just you couldn't do it better. Just like the initial bank robbery, the way they do because like you and I'm sure you watched it. I'm sure you saw it in the theater like I did. Like everybody did. Whatever. It starts like soundless. Like it's and to the degree that you actually. I was. I remember being in the theater, being like, "Is our? Oh no! Like did they forget like to put the sound on like for the start? Because it starts like the opening animation. There's no sound. There's no music on. There's no sound. And then it kind of you get that the same sound you get throughout the movie, which is that like you get that like horn or whatever. You get that like a little bit like really like that dark that dark horn sound. It's pretty good. Think about how about Heath Ledger, just like I'm gonna I'm going out as the Joker, and like that's it. Listen, but he made I, one more movie. What Michael know the name of the movie? Probably he made another movie. It was like it's like Mister Phantasmagorium something something. I, I, I have to be yeah. honest. I'm gonna pretend like I didn't hear that because I like the story better of <laughs> Heath Ledger being the Joker and then dying after being after sure. like the greatest role of all time. Um, sure. By the way, we have a, like we have Michael a small Jordan, piece of breaking. Michael Jordan retired to Chicago Bull, as we all know. I, I never played yeah. Wizard. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> Keenan Allen officially ruled out of Saturday's game for the Chargers. I'm curious. We'll get some line movement towards Buffalo. We'll talk about that as we move along, but that literally just hashtag cross the wire. Anyway, we got four great guests coming up on the show, and we have a lot of other topics as well. Plus, uh, award talk. We'll be on an award tour with Ken Barkley, my man. We'll talk all the awards in the National Football League, including, obviously, NFL Most Valuable Player. Also, a little NBA award talk. Normally, the words like Tim Bontemps straw poll make, like, my skin crawl. But I think this, one, this one's pretty good, though, based on some bets that, we've, uh, that Ken's talked about a lot that I've placed that I feel really good about now. NBA Most Valuable Player conversation coming up as we move along on today's show. Plus, all the award talk in the NFL, the Your Little Heart can ever desire power hour final hour will feature all our bets for tonight and i gotta tell you for as good as october was locktober when i felt like i i literally like i couldn't i i could like try to lose hockey bets and like i would fail i would just win all of them i gotta tell you december in the non-football sports football is just like football i think is pretty consistent lose some win some uh this is I'm I'm getting my my junk kicked in a little bit right now oh, no. on the uh, really? on the NBA. Yeah, look, now, look, what, you know, like what about hockey? It hasn't been what'd great. What did you have in hockey last night? Islanders. Oh, yeah, the Islanders. Oh, yeah. God. I watched yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was really, <laughs> I, really. I totally forgot about. I'm sorry. Yeah, I totally forgot you. No, it's good. No, I mean, like, I, and like a lot of these losses I'm having are all like. They're yeah. all really close, like on the knife edge, and they're all like going yeah, against me right I now. I would just go to overtime again. What a shock! Should have bet that. Apparently, forgot about why, that. Yeah, why didn't we just? Be, honestly, like this is your fault. Why didn't Why didn't you it say is. that yesterday? I could have bet that. I, I had people message me, be like, "Were we supposed to bet this?" And I was like, "I forgot. I'm sorry." Like it's only been two games since the last game went to overtime. So they've gone overtime, not, and then overtime again. They, li I think it's like forty percent of their games have gone overtime, and the price is like plus three fifty every game. Yeah, so, like, so, sounds like something we should. Opportunities apparently, yeah, right? <laughs> and so, so yeah, it's like yeah. I yeah. Now look, I just you know, I just uh, I need a little. You went. I need, you went I need a slump. Times, to be fair, I, yeah. I bet. Yeah. How, how the old Hornets go last night was that good? <laughs> so, so, well, they lost by thirty. And uh, and also also the Jazz did not go so too. great. Either. I go like maybe he was right. Like maybe <laughs> I was looking at the halftime score. Uh, you know, that's a whatever. They're the Hornets. They're going to do that something. And like, and like, and like, some of the props like lost, like just is 
was frustrating. Well, what were the so props like, last night? What did you, what um, did you, the what, one, how did the do? The one, well, I went under. I feel like I feel like the Hawkeyes dream is over because Hero yeah, shoots like a million I, times. And it's I think like, that wave's crashed. I think that's yeah, like, it's probably it's probably now. done. Well, because now like Find the brew. Wave. I don't think it's a new it's a bad brew but the brew no. like the chemistry of the brew has now been altered and like things are no yeah. longer the same it's like a light roast or something now but yeah, like well butler's out he's gonna start but like it doesn't matter because tyler hero sucks up all the oxygen he shoots a yeah. million times he, 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 he does do that tyler hero does one thing it's that what what were the other props what else did you do last night uh colin sexton went under by like a half point that one was really rough scored 20 That's tough yeah. yeah, it was Actually, really even, annoying. I think I even saw he played well too. I can't. Why wow, he went over? He went under his number. But Ro Rozier uh, and Patrick Williams were my winners. Can, can you tell that I was like stressing this last night? But I could give you like all the exact results immediately. <laughs> Patrick <laughs> really? Williams, yeah. by the way, I watched the whole Bulls yeah. Lakers game. I like I was captivated by it honestly for part of it. The Bulls, great the Bulls, Bulls I can't. The Bulls are incredibly fun to watch. They're they couldn't be more fun now. I like. Do can't we bet them to tonight? Like playing the Spurs tonight. Like, like I kind of want to bet Patrick Williams again, but like I'm a little concerned. Like now, like down low against Wembenyama. Like, do I like that? That I think, Williams can I think keep doing a this. I'll just say like tonight. The theme of tonight is these like fatigue spots because like the Christmas schedule. The teams all have the day before off, so you got to like really pack in the games right now. Some of these spots for these teams, like I look like the Clippers can't stop winning. And uh, I love the Thunder uh, tonight. Do you? Well, it's it's. I mean, no, because it's already been bet like it's the sure thing of all time. The Clippers have won nine games in a row. They're a five-and-a-half-point underdog tonight. It was four. Oh, it's five-and-a-half right? now? Yeah, yeah I, that's because what I saw Hawaii, earlier. Because everybody for the Clippers might not play. There's, like, rumblings about, which is ironic because the Thunder are playing. There's just, is Kawhi going to play? Is Paul The whole team's sick, too. Sick of scoring 150 like they do every night. Uh, the, so, I don't know, but, like, the point, the, the fatigue stuff is already so baked into these markets it's like Thunder, five and they just went to six in a bunch of places. The Lakers, you got LeBron telling everybody after the Bulls game last night, I'm we're really tired. We've been on the road for a really long time. Boo-hoo. Also, the Bulls win by a lot, and they play and the Lakers play very poorly. And now the Lakers, second night of a back-to-back, -back, go to like the angry hornet's nest that is the Minnesota Timberwolves after last night's game. And it's just again, you're like, wow, that's like a good right? situation for the Timberwolves. And LeBron's out. LeBron's tonight. out. Yeah. Right. And so you you get into a situation where you're like, well, that's like before you even know the market, you go, wow, that's like a really good situation for the Timberwolves. Like home off a loss against like the Lakers, who are a pretty old team, second night of back to back. Yeah. Uh, Timberwolves eight already. Eight and a half. Like I just, I kind of like the Lakers at that number. That's like kind of a nuts number, to be honest, even if LeBron's not going to play in the game. So just that's solving all those spots, quote unquote spots, is kind of like the theme of tonight. Every team's second night back to back. And then you got the Pistons. We can do more NBA after the break too, because I have about sixteen things from last night that are interesting. I think, I think this is I think this is the game of the year in the NBA. It's the betting market of the year. There's no question. How many straight games have they lost? 20? 24. 24. 24. They're four three behind. three right. short of of tying the all time record set by the 2004-2005 76ers, who started the season oh. with twenty eight straight losses, so four four losses it, off. How many? Do you remember how many wins they fi they finished with like twelve wins or something? They finished with like a really I kind of remember that team. Is that Who like that's like the first process that? team? That's like uh, Embiid, right? Was that what got them that that seat? What year is that? That's fourteen to fifteen. I th I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that was Embiid's like year seven, right or eight? Yeah, I because em Embiid right. was the first process pick, right? Yeah, wasn't he? Simmons wasn't the first process pick, right? Embiid was the first process pick. Whatever, it's kind of all the same thing. Uh, that's 
that's crazy. Well, maybe they'll have a, have a similar result for the Pistons. Probably not. So the, the Pistons have lost infinity straight games. They're, <laughs> they're playing at home against Utah, who played last night, who's playing like their ninth game in 10 nights. Nobody's yep. playing for Utah. Like the whole roster's out. We'll talk about it more. Favorite. We'll talk about it more coming up on the other side. We'll also talk to Tim Bontem Strawpole, NBA Most Valuable Player, NFL Awards coming up as well. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. 50-burger for Embiid, 51 points to be exact last night as the Sixers take down the Timberwolves by two touchdowns, 127 to 113. Kate Scott with the call coming back from break from NBC Sports Philadelphia. Uh, we got a lot to do over the course of the show today. Great guests will join us. All our bets for tonight including side total and props for the Saints and the Rams. We'll get to all the NFL awards as well coming up in a little bit. But we're going to start right now with some NBA Most Valuable Player because Joel Embiid goes for 51 points last night. He's been on an epic tear thus far this season. We've talked about him a lot, obviously, on the show. Ken's been making a case for a while now that, you know, Embiid probably mispriced for NBA Most Valuable Player. Well, uh, not anymore. Uh, Tim Bontemps of ESPN, really, it, 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 it feels like this is like, it's like politics almost, in, in right. accordance with an interview that's been running, like doing the ESPN car wash today on their, all their 7,000 tele, including on the Ocho, all their TV channels. That's because it is. That's because it is coordinated, yeah, it is. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is really funny, like a Bontemps sit-down interview with Joel Embiid. So Bontemps polls 100 award voters in the NBA, um, and it, and the voters vote one through five on NBA Most Valuable Player. So obviously, we're very early in the season. This is even called Straw Poll 1.0 by Bontemps. And in this Straw Poll, uh, it is not Nikola Jokic who receives the most first-place votes, but Embiid triples him in terms of first-place votes. Jokic with 21, Embiid with 63 so Embiid, the clear leader for most valuable player right now, just in case people are curious, also re receiving first place votes. Giannis with three, SGA and Luka with six, and Jason Tatum receives one. But the headliner here, obviously, is Joel Embiid. 63 first place votes in the first Tim Bontemps NBA most valuable player straw poll. And as a result, Ken, we have a new favorite in the betting market at BetMGM and other sportsbooks as well, of course, for NBA most valuable player. And it is the... Current MVP, the once and future MVP, perhaps, Joel Embiid. Uh, talk to us here about the Bontem Straw Poll, the current MVP price, and uh, what to do now if people are looking to bet this mark and if they haven't bet Joel Embiid already. Yeah, it's uh, look, I mean, we've gotten everything we wanted so far. It's been great. But as we know from, you know, other bets that we've made, doesn't you don't necessarily have to hold this thing to the finish line, like DAC MVP, for example. Like it can age really well and age really well and age really well and then not. <laughs> so it's not that this has to this has to end up in him winning the award or whatever. It's just it's gone great. The market has adjusted uh, as as well as I could possibly want it to do. Now, in terms of, are you guys are you guys picking me up still? Sorry. All right. good. I think I'm I back. 
yeah, I think yep. I, I also got booted. So we had some sort of issue there, but it looks like we're, yeah, we're back. Some technical stuff. You know, it's, cool. uh, it's Nikola, Nikola Jokic is messing with our connection is what I'm going to say what I'm about to say right now. Um, all, right. All, all I was going to say, we were talking about the MVP straw poll and Embiid having a big lead, just like how well it's working out right now. And, you know, bet Embiid, bet Embiid, bet Embiid is like the only uh, one of two players I bet to win the award and the one I have the biggest position on and his, his prices have aged really well. The straw poll today, it's, uh, I think, you know, most people who even like follow the league probably would have guessed that Embiid would have been ahead. So I think the, the two things I would say that are the most interesting about it uh, one, and this can't be ignored, like the margin that he's ahead by right now. It's not like, wow, you know, like Embiid's ahead, but this could be nip and tuck down the stretch. Like he's he's way ahead in the voting. He's way ahead for me. Like when I project this out, he's way ahead in a lot of stuff. He overtook SG, uh, EPM estimated plus minus, which is like one of the best player measurements uh, in terms of like individual player value. It's like him and then SGA and then a giant gap and then Jokic now. Like it's just the way this is taking shape. Um, this poll makes sense. It reflects what's happening in the league this season. So I, I'm you know, happy to see it, honestly. Um, but the, so interesting thing, number one, I would guess is just the margin. And like, is this going to be a laugher, which we have to ask? It's very early in the season. It's very likely that Embiid, and let's be honest, like Embiid played a very soft schedule for the two weeks leading up to the polling for this award. Played the Pistons twice, played the Hornets twice, played the Wizards. Like you're going to run up the score in those games, which he did. And so, okay, I understand, like, had a great game against Minnesota last night, was happy to watch every second, was happy that he did. But, like, a lot of these numbers are built on these last couple weeks of these big performances. It's, you know, quite possible that he's going to have a couple weeks where he doesn't play as well and somebody else plays well and it gets a little tighter. But the margin's interesting, and I would view him as by far the most likely player to win the award this year. Uh, the second thing that's interesting to me, well, I guess it's actually it's three now that I think of another one. Well, I guess how about four? And we'll do the second one. Whoever voted for Jason Tatum needs to not be allowed to vote for anything ever again in the history of awards. Sorry. Like I just, what? Like which Boston Globe writer did it? You can just tell us. Like I just, this whole thing's so stupid. So anyway, whatever. Uh, interesting thing. Number three, that SGA got nothing, basically nothing. And SGA like I'm gonna, like, I, hey, look, I bet Embiid for a lot, and I have SGA for some. So, I, like, but I'll be really honest, uh, SGA like really might have been the best player up to this point in the season. Just if it's just like who has been the best player from you know start of season to December 21st, really might have been SGA or Embiid. You could argue about both of them, and that was not remotely reflected in the poll. That would that should concern you a lot if you bet SGA to win Most Valuable Player. That's as well as he can play, and he played as well as the two other giants. And he didn't even beat Giannis, who like took off three weeks, basically. Like he could like he couldn't even do that. That's tough. Gonna need a big PR campaign to kind of get back into this and continue playing at this level. That's well, Oklahoma bad. City, though, to be fair to well, SGA. That's what I mean. I mean media hotbed. Yeah. You know that you know that the campaign's gonna be huge coming out of Oklahoma to be fair, City for Fresh. They produced two MVPs before. Durant won, Westbrook won. Like they've done it, you know, like it's just, if you really want to get the media machine going, like you can do it. And they've been as good as they, the team has played as well as they can possibly play. He's played as well as he can possibly play fourth. That's really tough. Doesn't mean it can't improve, but like, that's a bad, if you bet SGA being like, everyone's going to decide like, oh man, he really, really might be it. It hasn't happened yet. And it's not even close. And he's playing as well as he can play right now. I think that's really, really bad. Uh, if you bet him and I even have a little bit of him, I was, I can't even be Giannis really right now. Like, Okay, uh, so I think that's interesting. And then the other thing—why do you think that? Why do you think that is? 
uh, because of like the wet. I'm honestly, there's like, what did you, who did you say this in relation to? Tyler Hero takes so many shots. There's no oxygen for anybody else. Sucks to the shoot. oxygen out. Yeah. Yeah. There's okay. Uh, you have three larger than life, like all timers, big bigs currently dominating the league. There's not enough oxygen. Not enough oxygen. Uh, like Giannis is still relevant, even though he'll never win this award again. Jokic can definitely still win and is like the best player in the league. And then Embiid, who's like probably going to win again. Like there's just just not enough root. So like we wondered coming into the year, if or I did, is this like the passing of the torch? It's a little early for that, but it's also kind of late for these other guys. This is kind of like a gap year where Embiid can win another one. It's actually, it's the thing that makes the most sense. I've said that all along, but like, Jokic is probably done winning MVPs or close. This year would maybe be the last one where he could. Giannis is probably done. That window's closed. He's on to titles. And you have this young group, Luka, SGA, Halliburton, uh, Ja eventually, if he gets his head kind of screwed on straight, Zion, if he stays on the court. Like, these guys are all supposed to kind of be getting there. And and they're just not quite there yet. And so it's kind of like an interesting year where I wondered before the year, like, is it going to be like SGA wins or Luka wins and it's early for them? Or is it like Embiid, Jokic, Giannis, and it's like the last gasp of that generation? And it looks like the way this is shaping up, it's the last gasp of the players that we know who are awesome, who have been winning titles, who have been contending in the playoffs, et cetera. And then Embiid kind of like ties a bow on this era. Giannis got two, Jokic got two, Embiid's going to get two. We're going to be done with them. And we're going to like imagine the pushback next year to Embiid winning three straight if they don't win the title this year, by the way. We just saw that with Jokic. So I think like big, big, big picture, that's where we are. I think Embiid's the most likely winner, but I'll just do the last straw poll thing here real quick so interesting things so far margin Embiid was ahead sga a total non-factor versus how well he was playing someone voted tatum and needs to be expelled from earth and then the last thing would just be lucas price can be low and that's neat uh gotta be so much different than this for him to have a prayer like the price and the and the poll don't remotely match he's been the second choice or the third choice in this market forever his team's not good enough. His numbers aren't good enough. I don't know what is going on here. Like, I don't I don't understand who would ever bet him. The price being this has never made any sense to me. Embiid passed him. I think SGA is going to pass him in the next few weeks. It's just, this is a classic situation where, like, now we know how people feel and the market doesn't match it, and that should probably change. And, uh, and so, you know, I, I would expect that to happen over the next couple of weeks. It just kind of proves what I kind of felt that like this Luca price was crazy, kind of how I felt the Tatum price was crazy. So just those are like my takeaways from it. Um, And we can kind of like, we can talk about like, if we want to bet it now, what would we do and all that stuff. But just like to look back at the poll that came out this morning, those were kind of some of the conclusions that I drew. You better you bet with Nick and Ken on a Thursday, talking NBA most valuable player. Tim Bontem's straw poll from ESPN has Joel Embiid well out in front. Embiid now the betting favorite at our show sponsor, BetMGM. Uh, I just searched on Twitter, um, Tatum MVP or like voted Tatum just to see if like any anyone knew who it was. Right. And we don't. But man, the tweets are very, very, very funny. And and I can't and I can't say any of them on the air. Some of the reactions to Tatum getting getting an MVP vote. All right. So Joel Embiid is fair. And let me um and I'll and I'll read all the new prices now. Um, yeah, sure. This absolutely. is the bet this is the bet MGM market. So Embiid now is is plus one seventy five. And and Ken, like I I legitimately feel maybe it wasn't last week, but it was what it was no more than two weeks ago we had this conversation and he was like eight and thought was, yeah. well, like look at his numbers and Jokic's numbers are like the same basically and like does this make sense to people? Um and now he's plus one seventy five. Jokic is the second choice at three. Luca is six, SGA seven, 
Giannis is 10, Tatum is 18, and I guess, like, I, I threw Tatum in just for bleeps and giggles. We can kind of... Well, somebody voted some other, Yeah, <laughs> someone voted for him. De'Aaron Fox. It's, I love, like, which Boston... It, it is 100% someone in the Boston media. Like, who yeah. else would do that? Who else yeah. would do that? Well, I mean, best player uh, on the best team, you know. Yeah, they do last night without him. Pretty good, right? What is it, 140? Derek White's um, really good, by the way. Derek White, like, he's, he's his own team at some point. Well, I, I was actually, like, I was thinking, you know, just, like, reading stuff this morning and, like, after what the game the after the game ends last night, at what point do, like, Derek White overs have to become a thing? Like, like what's, like, the well, brew that you need out. for this? When either that, I guess, out, is that, 20, is that it when Jalen or, or, or Tatum yeah. misses? 25-plus was 3-1 to one last night for him. Like, I just, sure. Like, we bet, I... I got to tell you, like, I, this is going to stop probably really soon. I mean, I am just like, I won every NBA bet last night. I won every NBA bet for four of the five days last week we did the show. This is, like, just an absurd. I mean, how about this? You're, you're, this you're sucking all yeah. the oxygen up, man. Yeah. Like, no leave some for the rest of us, dude. What's I'm getting up, slammed Hockez? here. What's up, Nick Hockez? How's it going? <laughs> Hero, hero son over here. Um, yeah, so I just, anyway, so you read the prices. Look, like, is there a valuable bet to make right now? I mean, look, you, we've had a huge uh, a two- to three-week giant line move price change in the market, and now my expectation is, and we've had a poll that'll settle everything and, like, really concretely, like, tell betters where we are. The market's going to reflect the poll, and now it's going to be, like, a long process until the next poll, and will something change between now and then? But, like, I'm sure something will change. I just couldn't tell you what I think it's going to be because like the poll and the market are kind of reflecting reality, right? Like this is pretty fair pricing. You could argue Embiid should be a little shorter or Jokic should be a little shorter. You could probably make that argument. Like, should the two of them be more distant from Luca and SGA? Like Lucas price needs to get out of here. Like I just no, no, thank you. Like go to 15, go to 20, be with Tatum. Like it's great. And, uh, and cause like, they're never going to win enough either. And now like Derek Lively's out indefinitely, like, sorry. And, uh, it's just, okay, like, but we're really close here. Like, there's nothing crazy going on anymore. The, I actually, the thing that I'm the most interested in, a betting take, is defensive. So I watched the whole game last night. Gobert is the overwhelming favorite to win defensive player of the year. That's because Minnesota has by far the best defensive efficiency in the league. And Gobert is outstanding. He's top 10 in defensive win shares. And and his defensive plus minuses and all these measurables are really good. And he was plus um, six last night, Ken, and they lost yeah. by 14. And Gobert's well, plus minus was plus six. He was, he was plus six because Embiid got him in foul trouble the whole time and got him out of the game. So that plus six didn't end up like registering in terms of the, the overall. And Towns got so mad about And Towns and Embiid hate each other from years ago when they got in that brawl like it just it's really it's all very funny uh so you watch the game last night and i i think gobert is gonna win like it makes a lot of sense he's a three-time winner of the award they're number one in defense team defense is a really strong predictor just like i think a lot of people think anthony davis is the guy that'll catch gobert maybe and win i am very skeptical due to their like lack of team success and his injury history that that's like a strong possibility uh, I would actually say, like, with Evan Mobley hurt, and that's a big thing because, like, he'd be the second most likely player. I think it's possible. I don't think it's that likely, but, like, this is something to follow for the next month. If the Sixers, if Melton's okay and the Sixers team defense continues to improve, could Embiid, is he actually, like, so on top of the mountain right now uh, that he could win the double, which is something Giannis did uh, four years ago, which is when MVP and defensive player of the year. Now Giannis, the Bucks were number one in defense. Giannis was number one in every defensive category. Like, that's what it took for him to win both. 
I don't think he has to be first Embiid necessarily, but he's got to be really close and he's got to be ahead of Gobert. In those categories, there's enough games left that's actually kind of possible. And there's a crazy vacuum behind Gobert for other defensive players right now. None of them materialized. You know, Mobley gets hurt. Jaron Jackson's got all that mess going on in Memphis. Like, there's just, there isn't, there aren't compelling candidates. So, like, that's kind of how Embiid gets in the mix then. So, it's a big price right now. Just something to watch their team defense over the next month. I think it's actually possible that he could win both. Embiid is 16-1 to 1 Defensive Player of the Year. By the way, remember a couple years ago, every time we went head-to-head on props in the playoffs, I won. Like I feel like this is like, this is like, right. this, this yeah. is karma for that right now, this run <laughs> that I'm on. More NBA and NFL awards coming up next. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. All right, we're on stadium starting 20 minutes from now. We'll start welcoming in great guests to the show. Adam Chernoff, Connor Allen, Joey Kanish will join us over the stadium two hours. Evan Silva from Establish the Run to start the Power Hour at 6 o'clock Eastern. And in the Power Hour, we'll give you all our bets for tonight. NHL, NBA, college hoops, and then side total and props for the Saints and the Rams on Thursday night football. Which is a pretty like, fun night in sports coming up. We've got a lot of hockey games and... Is this going to be like the last one of the last Thursdays of the year in the NBA where we have like a million NBA games tonight? Obviously precipitated yeah. by, by, Christmas by Christmas schedule. and needing right. to like to get all these games in. But like normally you look at the Thursday NBA slate and it's like two or three games. It's like nine games tonight or something. Like it's it's awesome. So it's going to be a really great sports night tonight. Very much looking forward to it. Um, so the guests start in 20 minutes with our friend um, Adam. Chernoff. But for now, because uh, we did NBA MVP last segment with Joel Embiid as the new favorite in the betting market. Now let's do NFL awards, P-squared, B-squared, NFL awards, as we stand on the precipice of Week 17 in professional football. And we'll begin, Jake, bring the music up with MVP. Uh, we're Brock Purdy, minus 225. After Purdy nuked the Cardinals last weekend, four touchdown passes. Brock Purdy now minus 225. San Francisco back to a five-and-a-half-point home favorite on Christmas night against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Lamar is 6-1. to one. Maybe, maybe... uh the market for that game will match his price, and it'll be six by the time we hit kickoff. Lamar, six. Christian McCaffrey is now the third choice in the market, so Purdy's teammate in the San Francisco backfield. Christian McCaffrey, seven to one. Dak Prescott, after the Cowboys got slammed by the Bills, nine to one. Josh Allen, obviously Buffalo quarterback who slammed Dallas last week. Allen is 10. I skipped a couple names, and I just wanted to mention that Tyree Kill is 30-1. to 1. So I skipped Mahomes, I skipped Hurts, maybe one other. Um, but I think this is kind of like the list that we're dealing with here, yes. just in case you know, Tyreek goes nuclear down the stretch. Could he yep. ever be in contention? Probably not, but figured it was worth at least bringing up here. So Purdy, Lamar, McCaffrey, Dak, Allen, a couple more names, and then Tyreek Hill. Ken, where do we stand right now heading into Week 16? Most valuable player, where Brock Purdy, a big, big favorite in this market. Yeah, uh, and got, I mean, like he, he got the perfect run out, uh, played amazing, uh, which was, that part was easy to predict. They were a big favorite against the Cardinals, talk about how his price was likely to drop, but got the absolute ideal run out from everybody else. Like, Lamar wins, but the stats aren't very good. Dak and Allen both play, they both stink. Allen wins by a lot, but the numbers are terrible for both, and Tyreek doesn't play. I mean, it's like the it's the ideal run out for this is why you had such a big price shift, obviously. You needed all those things to happen. I guess you could throw in like Jalen Hurts losing Monday night, but like he's an irrelevant part of the conversation. You're never gonna win. Um, so you're right to kind of bring up like five players, basically, something like that, that have a chance to win, maybe six with Tyreek. Uh here's kind of where I'm at right now. 
and I'd rather not even get into specific like if you did this then the like I think we're all in different places right now in terms of like what we have and who we bet and whatever uh up to today kind of like and, and just like thinking about more the last few days I think where we're at is um and I I think Purdy's the most likely winner uh how much is he the most likely winner I guess is like the part that I struggle with is this is this as simple as they win beat Baltimore uh it's over nothing else can happen uh I think that's possible this is the part that I struggle with a little bit I think it's possible that that's the case and if that's true, and if you think that's true, then basically his price and San Francisco's money line in the game should kind of almost be the same thing, really, where it's like, and it's kind of, so we're getting there really fast, by the way, where it's like, if they win, like trying to create a scenario where they like, well, they could win and he could play like crap, be like, well, yeah, but how often is that happening? Like, I, I guess you could get that, but that's like a tough very narrow band of results like well what if McCaffrey runs for 200 yards and Purdy does nothing like were they gonna beat Baltimore with that being true like really like I think well, let me, has can to I play just, at least pretty well can I Go toss ahead. one thing out there only because like and look like they're gonna be a huge favorite in this game like I can't see them losing the game but it's like win this game and then be at Washington in week 17 and then like they clinch home field because they're a game up on both Philadelphia right. and Dallas and they beat both of them head to head so like once, yeah. and then he probably won't play in week eighteen, and then he just kind of like you week put eighteen your feet never up, right? matters. MVP is like always decided by week eighteen, like literally never matters for anything. It's like we so always like know what's going to happen at this point. So like you're right, basically just win on Monday because the implication is they're going to be Washington. I just wanted to say that the, they win, they win that game and they get home right. field, so yeah. they'll be massive favorites in the there, I I wonder if there's a if there's a look ahead market for the game. Do you want to try to guess what it is? Um, well, they're on the road, right? So I'll I'll say yeah. oh, is is it fourteen? Is the question thirteen and a half? Yeah, it's right like now. somewhere. Yeah, I guess I like what? San Francisco. I was yeah. gonna say, man, would never bet Washington at that number. Only San how Francisco. How many points are they gonna score in that game? Fifty, minimum. Um, well, it depends. Like, what's the score at the end of the third quarter? Because that's when everyone's like, leaving the game. That's not Week 18. Like, they're gonna need. They're gonna. They're gonna want that game. They're gonna yep. want, and they're gonna want to win so they don't have to play in the next week. And they're gonna want it so they can win as many awards as possible. Like they're gonna like, do you think they're gonna try to get Purdy MVP if he like wins this game? And they're going, I mean, come on, like, come on. And they're gonna so, get anyway. two weeks off basically. Like if they they have home yeah. field, they don't play week eighteen, and then they have the. I mean, God, historically good team. Like I, again, like it, it feels like that side of things is very uh, not certain, but very likely. Uh, you have a very likely result on one side, and then who knows on the other side that that the AFC part of it's going to be really fun. I think so. I think it's you know starting to seem just. I think what the, my uh, confusion and the reason why it seems like I'm not as like bullish on like it's just a wrap or he's going to win or whatever is just like so much noise right now, and not noise from like first take or something, you know, where they just like make up things to get angry about, like noise from just like everyone who talks about the league about not basically wanting to give the award to someone else and mostly skill position players to be perfectly honest and just like but i think what i have to remember is okay like all that noise is like very much there and there's a lot of examples this week of a lot of segments and uh in which it was like okay purdy could win but like shouldn't mccaffrey win or shouldn't josh allen win or whatever what i have to kind of remember is those interviews and we've even had guests on the show steve berline yesterday a good example they always end with but I mean, Brock Purdy's going to win because it's like a quarterback award and he's the best. It's always like a lot of noise and then like a like a resignation that that's kind of what's going to happen. And that's what you see in the betting market. So do I think like I don't think I'm as bullish as everyone else, but 
I would like freely admit it would be hard for me to craft a case for someone else if the Niners beat Baltimore. It's like that's a really tough case to make if that happens. So I think where we're at really is an argument about what happens if Baltimore wins. I think that's the only fun part that's left for me right now, the way I think about it. And just like, you know, I know you've texted people, Nick, and I've talked to a lot of people. I think just like San Francisco beats Baltimore, like he's the very likely winner and the odds will reflect that. And his price kind of reflects that too. And then it's kind of like, all right, well, if Baltimore wins, then I think you have what I would I called chaos to a couple people earlier today, which is there'll be a strong case for Lamar Jackson in the moment because they will have just won the game. Now, will that carry through to the voting two weeks later? We're not really sure. Lamar's numbers are really bad versus the other candidates in terms of just raw output. Um, so you can try to gloss that up, but that's kind of what it is. They'll be the one seed. Um, is it Josh Allen if they go win, win, win? Is it Dak if they beat Miami and beat Detroit next week? which is like two huge games where he, yeah, again, has a chance to get back into it, but only I think if Purdy loses. So I think that's where we're at right now. I actually think it got way simpler um, just talking to more and more people and like consuming all the stuff that's out there where everyone wants to be kind of mad that it's Brock Purdy. And that's where a lot of the noise is coming from. But I think everyone's kind of resigned to the idea that, yeah, like this, this makes the most sense. And, uh, and that's why the betting market is what it is. And I think it, it's, it ends up kind of reflecting like a San Francisco money line price in what would be like the clinching game for him. You better, you better here with Nick and Ken on a Thursday talking most valuable player right now in the National Football League. And just, uh, I'm just getting, I just want to get the exact price at MGM. The Niners are minus 250 to win on Monday night on the money line, five and a half in the game on the point spread. And Purdy, like we said, minus 225 at MGM. And I see people like tweeting this week, just like on Purdy. Um, do you think like where he was drafted kind of like hurts, hurts his perception? Duh. I mean, I would just offer this historical example, and then we can talk about, like, what if Baltimore wins on Monday night? Like, Tom Brady is a six-round pick in 2000, since his rookie year. Comes in week two in 2001, the Mo Lewis famous hit on Drew Bledsoe. Brady literally leads them to the second seed in the AFC playoffs. Went back when they were two buys, one of the two buys. They beat the Raiders in the tuck rule game. Go to Pittsburgh in the AFC championship game, and, like, everyone for Ken, you'll remember this, you're a Patriots fan. Yeah. Like, I don't know oh, how many people remember that this happened. Brady literally... Got got hurt during the AFC Championship game. Yep. Drew Bledsoe came in and, like, won the game. And there was actually... Yeah, right. And I think David Patton caught so many of those big touchdowns yeah. for the Patriots that year. And that literally, like, the whole talk going into the Super Bowl was... Should he start Bledsoe after everything Brady had done? So it's like, yeah. Brady's working. Of course, it's because Bowl? of where he was drafted. Oh, they were more than... In the Super 13? Bowl against the Rams? Like 13, 13 and a half or 14. Yeah. yeah right. That Super Bowl against the Rams. So, just, of course, it's where he was drafted. Purdy was the second pick in the draft. Like, what would he be right now if he were the second pick in the draft to win MVP? Was well, what we First said pick in earlier the draft. this week. What if he was Mahomes? What if he was Josh Allen and had these numbers? It would, you wouldn't even have the discussion. You'd be discussing another award on the show this week, on every show, not just ours. So, yeah, I totally agree with you on that. So, I think that's where I'm at on it. Uh, I think the sad part is just... This was like a really fun betting conversation for several weeks. And now the market feels really dead. It just feels really dead because- now, But if the Ravens win, it is fun, right? Because then there's like a couple different things right. that could happen, but, right? But if the Ravens about, win on Monday. Think about like what a narrow band of probabilities that is, right? That's like 30% of the outcomes are now interesting and 70% are uninteresting. Like the awards are very fun to bet into when they are not directly tied to like one game result two game result at the end of a season because then they get really easy to price like if you know 
if the if the Texans and Colts both win out and all the other coach of the year candidates lose the game, then coach of the year should kind of be a two way with whatever the Colts Texans prices in week 18, because the winner of that game might win the division. Those that winner, like if you get the certain set of results, then the awards market becomes lame. It becomes just like a fake game market almost. And that's kind of I feel like that's actually kind of what's happened here. So look like Purdy wins. I, I get my money back. Should I have hedged way more on him and balanced it? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I kind of go back and forth on what the right call was in the moment. Easy to say yes now, no question about that. Um, so yeah, I don't know. But it, it just it feels like it's gotten way less interesting. And yeah, maybe maybe there's a conversation about if if Ravens win. But like, I don't even know what my answer to that would be right now. Like, certainly not. I, I certainly wouldn't bet anything right now, assuming that's going to happen. Well, let's we'll talk about that a little later in the show. And I guess like something. And look, like this is not me making a case like to thread the needle of Niners winning on Monday and Purdy plays bad. But, like, I, you could have a game easily where McCaffrey goes for 200 all-purpose all, all -purpose yards, scores three touchdowns in the game. So I guess, like, the interesting thing here, right, if we think we like San Francisco in the game, what if McCaffrey is the star of the next two games? Like, what, like, can McCaffrey, I think that's, like, kind of, like, the interesting thing, right, is can McCaffrey catch Purdy? Um... And maybe we'll, we'll touch on that a little later. Maybe it's an easy answer, maybe not. We'll talk about that a little later in the show. Hour one done, hour two for you coming up on the other side. We will start getting picks for week 16 in the National Football League with our good pal, Adam Chernoff. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network.